Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Batman Begins. In the year 2005, everyone started doing this voice. That's how people talk. I'm Luke. And I'm Matt. Where's the sci-fi sanctuary? It's here today. Swear to me. What do you want me to swear to you? Say cunt. Cunt. I swear to at you. It's different. It's different. <laughs> um, I don't even know exactly. This might be the start of Nolan month. It may not be. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> I think this is the chronologically first of the ones we're doing. Yeah. So maybe it should be. We'll see. People think Nolan, the first thing they think is his Batmans, I presume. Yeah. Uh, so... Inception and Interstellar are right at the heels. Oh, yeah, not. he's got enough cachet that his non-Batman stuff is still huge. But Nolan's Batman is, yeah, mm. it's uh, definitely a, a sort of catchphrase, a shorthand. Yeah, well, here's something crazy I figured out as we were walking up here. Next year, this film will be as old as the first Burton Batman was when it came out. Yeah, and how many, how many Batman films have we got? Well, just three proper... I, what is a proper Batman film anymore? I don't know. Yeah, we had the three, these three Nolan ones, and then we had Batman v Superman and Justice League. Yes. And we got the Batman coming soon. Right. He's in. He's in Suicide Squad a bit. Do we animate him as much these days? The nineties definitely had a lot of animated Batman. Yeah, yeah. That there was a really popular one a few years back called The Batman. Right. Okay. So, I've, I'm just trying to work out: has there been more Batman in our life since? 2005 or before 2005. I think even, like, because superhero stuff comes and goes. There's always Batman stuff. Yeah. I don't think Batman's gone anywhere since the 60s. Well, the flavor's quite changed, this being, I guess, the first real, like, gritty reboot. Well, pe people thought of the Tim Burton one as a gritty reboot. But yeah. now you watch that and it's pretty fantastical and whimsical and strange. Look at, check out that caterpillar. Oh, wow, see, I was looking at the one over there. <laughs> and this one's even closer and even bigger. There's a just massive... What a big fluffy boy! Yeah, there's a, it looks like the one from uh, the, the, the Disney, not the Pixar movie. Yeah, oh, it just life. straight up looks like a caterpillar from Pokemon. Okay, there we go. Wow. So, but... He's going to turn into a huge-ass butterfly. <laughs> yeah, I, we're thinking more about bats today, though, so... back to I bet there's some bats nearby. I mean... Yeah, but they'll be, like, asleep, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, for, you know, I, considering bats are meant to be like sleeping in the day, I never find them. There's a bigger one on that tree. Uh, oh, look, he's looking at us. Hello, buddy. Mm, this is the Caterpillar Podcast. <laughs> okay, anyway, yes, uh, first <laughs> first gritty reboot. Where were we? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is this the first? I don't know if it's the first, but this is like it popularized the concept, right? Yeah. I would have seen this uh, just shortly after coming back from my first stint in Japan. 
I yeah, I think I went to see it with my dad because I, I hadn't like touched base with, like friends yet, for the most part. But we liked it. We um we came out of this one really like it, and then a few years later we came out of uh, the Dark Knight actually not like it at the time. Oh, interesting. Well, it, I mean, it's like an epic crime film, right? And we were yeah. looking for the next superhero beat 'em up that followed this. Right. Yeah, this one and Rises feel much more traditional superhero films. It's just the Dark Knight that feels like a different thing. Yeah, once I mean, once I got it on Blu-ray and could watch it like a TV show, mm. I loved it, and I could probably watch it. I could get through most of the movie uh, hanging out with someone, sure, <laughs> which is saying something for me. Yeah, Matt does not sit down and watch a movie through its entire runtime. <laughs> so that was just a knee jerk, but also because of our reaction, we like this one so much, and The Dark Knight mm. is a different flavor. So. Yeah, I went to this one knowing nothing about it. Mm. So I, I think I mentioned before when it came out, it just kind of I assumed it was just a prequel to the other ones. Yeah, it was just like another Batman movie's coming out. Yeah. Because I, I, this is the first big one after Batman and Robin, of course, so... But I guess this was before either of us were in, like, the online nerd space, right? Yeah, I was in a bit of it. Because, obviously, Batman and Robin, everyone hated, and this was like, no, they're going back, they're fixing it, yeah. doing a real Batman. Well, I guess I hadn't been in America for the previous year, which right. meant, meant more at that time. Yeah. So... <laughs> so, and then, yeah, this came out, I watched it, and I was like, wow, this is so good, it's like, making you believe. Yeah. But, like, you understand that this person would actually make this decision to dress up like a bat and fight crime. And, right. like, all of his gadgets are, like, reasonably explained and stuff. Yes. Definitely the first time anyone bothered to tell you anything about the Batmobile that made sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, we like, in terms of effects and, for the most part, sound effects, we talked about Transformers two years later wrote the rule book. Mm-hmm. But this film set the tone for, like, the superhero blockbuster. Well, the tone was brown at that point in time. But also, like, CCR. serious. Yeah. And, like, you're... I think you put it best. You're pretending that you have something to say. <laughs> is what blockbusters had to do after this. Yes. Because it's only... Three years after this film... Well, same year as Dark Knight. You have Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And that's all, like, it's set in Iraq. It's got the military angle, the... But they start to put a little bit of the wacky back in. They put you know? some wacky back in, but they ground the character. Yes. And I think that's what this film brought to it. I, I did. Tra- we just talked about Transformers in great detail. Did Transformers do that? Because Witwicky's definitely Mr. Wacky. No, Transformers didn't try and do that at all. Yeah, <laughs> okay. But Transformers is always a bit separate to the superheroes. It is right? giant robots, yes. And I guess it... Maybe not for Sam, but for the Autobots and the Decepticons, it makes their war very real. Because mm. the cartoon, they're ostensibly at war, but no one ever dies. Megatron just says Decepticons retreat at the end of every episode. <laughs> and they kill them in the film because they've got new toys to sell. But, yeah, die in the movies. But in the movies, yeah, they get sliced up and diced up and murdered all the time. Right. But the comics, I think, had already been doing that. Yes. Um, I guess we'll keep getting into actors, so I, I'm going to tell the tale, unless you got a, a, another spit take to spit on for your initial... Now do it. You could do better than that. Do it. A little better. Do it! Okay.
Young Bruce Wayne is eating the loser's lunch. He falls into a cave full of bats, and then his rich parents are murdered by a hooligan. As he grows into a collegiate age, Bruce makes a play to justify the situation by assassinating his parents' killer, but is cut to the chase by someone else. Instead, he confronts Gotham City crime boss Carmine Falcone, but ends up bitching out of Gotham, instead finding his way into Turkish Midnight Express prisons and the open ninja arms of the League of Shadows. But in the final initiation with the League, something that Bruce cannot understand is how one can just kill a man. To be honest, he is probably responsible for multiple League members' deaths, as he instead burns down their temple. But he at least saves his mentor and League leader, Raz al Ghul. Bruce returns to Gotham to fight for right on his own, becoming the Batman whose vigilante moves quickly takes down Falcone's mob's empire. But on the horizon is Dr. Jonathan Crane, the Scarecrow whose violent psychotropic drugs are being positioned to rip Gotham apart from the inside in the name of the League of Shadows. Fortunately, with the help of Bruce's childhood sweetie and now DA Rachel Dawes, an up-and-coming good cop, Jim Gordon, Bruce as Batman punches all the faces that need to be punched. Ra's al Ghul returns to burn down Bruce's house and see that Gotham is destroyed, but instead Batman leaves him to die on a train-wrecking monorail. Next up, the Joker. Christian Bale is my Batman. I think he's most people's Batman, unless he's Adam West. I, if you want to go with Adam West, I can be down with that. Okay. Well, no, but you're a little older. Would you not say, like, Michael, Ke Michael Keaton is yours? I don't... I love Michael Keaton. I like him in that movie, but he never made... He never really made a particularly good Batman. Okay. I mean, obviously, there's, like, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, that's that's voice, right? So, yeah. Um, I don't know what he looks like. Sure. This actually is where I think Christian Bale entered my radar. Okay. I, I never really, I guess I didn't see American Psycho. Yeah, I, I didn't, definitely didn't see that till after this. Yeah. I um, don't know what else he'd done before this. Of course, The Prestige it, was after this, yeah. so. I think, that, yeah. I this, think Prestige was between this and Dark Knight, right? Yes. Because Inception was between Dark Knight and Rises. Yes. And this is where Michael Caine becomes uh, the, uh, part of the, the guild here. Yeah. Actually, with Christopher Nolan in general, I still haven't seen Memento. Hmm. Uh, so the first time I saw it was Insomnia. And didn't like it that much. Maybe that's one of the reasons that we were... Everyone forgets that one exists. Yeah, that was the first one I saw. Yeah. So maybe that's where we were coming in. Oh, God, it's the dude that did Insomnia. Because we, we just... I didn't like that one so much at the mm. time. If I watched it now, I don't know. But when it came out, I wasn't that into it. So that's right. the guy that did Insomnia. And then, you know, we got blown away. So, uh, by this movie. So, people make fun of the voice thing, right? 
the Batman voice. Right. In this one, he only does it when he's intimidating people. Yeah. Because there are scenes where he's in the costume talking to, like, Rachel or Gordon, but he's talking in his normal voice almost. He's a little gruff. Like a little gruffer, but he's not doing the full-on, where are the other drugs going? <laughs> Where's the traitor? He's not doing that. Is it the best scene of this movie? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, um, so I think I mentioned this elsewhere, but just this past week I rewatched all the Rambos. And in the first Rambo, in First Blood, they, the way they make Ram- show off how cool Rambo is, is for a lot of that film you see it from... The, his enemy's perspective from the cop's perspective and in this film the best Batman scenes are when they're showing it from the criminal's perspective and he's just like this shape in the shadows zipping in and out taking them out oh I put in my notes this is easily the best superhero introduction yeah. I can't think of a better one mm. for the for the actual in costume reveal no yeah because I'm thinking a lot of the Superman ones because it's just you know they're in, in trouble and then da 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 they're saved I've always, in a, I've always had a bit of a taste for that but the only time they really do that is in the original one. It's now ruined by 70s cheese effects, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> you've got me. Who's got you? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, for me, I, I can't think of any Marvel movie that managed to top that one. No. I mean, Iron Man coming out of his cave is cool, but that is the clunky suit, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is that one moment where Katie Holmes was going to be an A-list actor, I guess. Yeah, I, what happened? Did, George, did Tom Cruise just get jealous that... I was going to say, uh, well, my, I, was, I was just going to say Tom Cruise got jealous that his wife was hanging out with Batman. <laughs> Maybe something like that, But yeah, too. she got Scientologized, I guess. Yeah. That's uh, right, I really like Maggie Gyllenhaal, so I'm not bothered. Yeah, that's what I'll say. It makes me think of the Wayne's World 2 scene again. Where, can we get a better actor? I know it's a small part, but can we get a better actor? And they push in Charlton Heston. <laughs> but um, not that I really want to put Maggie Gyllenhaal and Charlton Heston in the same box. Um, well, yeah, she's, she's for her sake. For her Heston. sake, exactly. <laughs> Um, this is Liam Neeson actually makes a much better Sith than he does a Jedi yes <laughs> I mean this is Sith basically yeah although going, when we went back to Phantom Menace Liam Neeson was the one thing that stood out I was like oh actually he's really good in this yeah he was actually trying yeah. <laughs> but he, it works better he's trying yeah. here and it works better so well, and because it's he's believable as the heroic mentor and then as the villain yes with Ken Watanabe here as Red Herring yep <laughs> I, I, when I stumbled in my um, the first, I recorded my plot summary twice today because I'm an idiot. Mm. The, the reason I stopped the first time I stumbled, I was like, I just called Liam Neeson like Ra's goes, Oh, I can't do that here. And this boy said, I can, sure. Uh, I think he, the, he is the leader the whole time, right? He's a leader the whole time, yes. Yeah, yeah. He just, but he, he always like, gets someone to pretend to be Ra's for him. Right. I was like, oh, at that point in the movie, we're not supposed to know, so I shouldn't put it into the summary. But right. I was like, oh, yeah, come it on, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But that's, that's where I like totally tongue-tied myself the first time. I kind of figured that's what happened to you, but it was still really funny to listen to. <laughs> yeah, oh well. I, it, it's... Well, I now know that Matt does have a sense of embarrassment because he quickly deleted that outtake. Well, also because I record music, so if I mess up the guitar, it's like, boop, boop. It's like reflex, you know? Right. Like I messed yeah. up, I just hit it and uh, move on. So uh, As soon it. as you said it should be an outtake, it's like, oh, I shouldn't have hit it, but it's a reflex action. <laughs> okay, so. I'll let you off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm perfectly happy to put stupid things I say into the, the podcast, so obviously. Yep. I mean, that's, that's 90% of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's most actors. They're all good. There's, oh, wait. Uh, um, Gary Oldman, man. Oh, yeah, sorry. Because wait, obviously we... before these films, you think of it as it's Batman and Robin. And Gordon is like their contact point, but he's not like a major player. Yeah. But in these three films, the partnership is Batman and Gordon. They should have called this movie Batman and Gordon. Might as well have done. 
They would have. <laughs> no, oh, no, that, that would be the Dark Knight, right? Right, that would have sealed the fate. No, that one's about Harvey Dent. Ah, uh, true, yeah. It's yeah. still like that, tri that trio, yeah. That would be Batman and his buddy Dent. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I love the, um, Gary Oldman in everything. Mm. I think we discovered during Fifth Element he's except, actually a bit I was about to say, except real life. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, yeah. But in stuff, he's always great. Well, he's a gruff rapscallion, I guess, like Harrison Ford. Yeah. Like, you probably don't want to have dinner with him. I, I would have dinner with him once. <laughs> <laughs> Although he doesn't, his, like what, he says he regrets being in Fifth Element. He doesn't regret being this, I hope. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is good stuff. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever come out and said anything like politically dickish or whatever. Yeah. Um, he's only a shade under Jameson, I think, for yeah. just perfect casting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, well, the only issue is he's a little too young. Yeah. Well, but but this, this, at this point, it's the start of that. This is year one Batman, though, yeah. and Gordon looks like that in year one Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, by Rises, he's aged into the role. Yeah. yeah. So it works perfectly. Yeah. I, I oh, guess... Wait, Jameson plays Gordon in um, Justice League. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, J.K. Simmons is Christian Gordon in Justice League. I'm going to have to watch uh, that. Just that clip, yeah. The Schneider cut when it comes out. Oh, yeah, well, we should probably do a podcast on that. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Um... Well, I should I should not tell you which cut you're watching and see if you can tell the difference. Yeah, really. <laughs> hey, it could be quite different. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Might, I, I really hope that it ends up being a legit masterpiece <laughs> just because of how people will not be able to deal with that. Right, we just look at Harry Cavill's upper lip and we'll know which one we're watching. Well, that's true, yeah. Yeah. Um, any more about the actors? I, I, kinda, I, I do want to bump into the characters because the actors are all good. Yeah, I mean, the worst yeah that's one, the thing. Like, The worst he, one's Katie Holmes. She's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's just she isn't given a lot to do, really. Yeah, yeah. If she if he had stuck around a second, I guess she'd have more to do, but... Oh, wait, wait, anyway. there's one actor we've got to mention. We brought him up in the car earlier. Uh, you're going to have to... I'm not following you. I can't remember answer. the actor's name, but Joffrey. Oh, yes, 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 <laughs> our Game of Thrones Joffrey, yes. He's a kid you're meant to, like, care about Batman saving, but you're actually just like, just let him die, Batman. <laughs> yeah, he's like, push him off that roof. <laughs> he's like, I can't fight my mother. It's like, <laughs> great! <laughs> That that is retroactively horrible casting. Of course, they didn't know. And I think he he's yeah because he, he's not as bad as just like cute kid you meant to save in this one. He's, he's a little weird looking. But again, I could yeah. I, th I think I thought he was a little weird looking when it came out too. So, I mean, but, oh yeah, he's definitely a memorable enough face that I like I can put together in my head. Oh wait, that was Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, he's perfect as like this just insufferable little shit in Game of Thrones. It, it gives, so he here he's now the unintentional comic relief. Yeah. <laughs> um. Matt has not seen Game of Thrones, and one of our original plans when we wanted to start podcasting together was to do a podcast called Throner for Boner. <laughs> no, wait, Boner Bo for Throner. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was the other way around, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a good idea, but yeah, committing to a It's a commitment, show. and Matt might end up not liking the show. Yeah, my, my attention span goes way too... See, in a sci-fi sanctuary, I have plenty of places for my attention span to go. Yeah. So, one show, uh, there's only, you're in this little bubble. Yep. Again, I could probably do a Star Trek, but there's plenty of other ones, including people that come on our podcast. So, We'll get deeply into the characters. Oh man, I just made a horrible 
well, okay. Anyway, um, so I was just like thinking, like with Alfred and Lucius, they give themselves like a nice knowing, knowing glance, right? Right. And I was like, there, there, there absolutely must be some fanfic shipping Alfred and Lucius. Right. Master Bruce would in all probability be shocked speechless to see them. Alfred's liver-spotted hands curled around the post of Lucius's headboard, his legs drawn up and Lucius between them. Both of them naked as the day they were born. But Alfred's no stranger to keeping secrets from his youthful charge, and Lucius is no stranger to making sure those secrets are secure. Lucius's face, with its incongruous spray of freckles, is focused and serious, as if Alfred is an, in an engineering mystery he's puzzling out. Perhaps he is, though if he is, it's a mystery that Lucius has a baker's dozen times over solved. This doesn't stop Lucius from seeking newer, more elegant solutions. Not at all. Lucius's fingers arch in and curve around, each artist's hand given a task of its own. Alfred gra gasps, hips lifting and falling, lifting and falling as he cedes control. His hands release their grip on the post, the left one feeling about for the bedside towel to wipe away the mess of sweat and spunk. Well then, my friend, he says with a smile quite unlike any Bruce Wayne has or will ever seen, I do believe it's your turn. I was wondering if you'd <laughs> written that yourself right up to the word spunk. <laughs> I was like, no one who's actually writing this because they're horny would use the word spunk. <laughs> oh, and the other one is, um, yeah, because uh, at the end, when Batman asked Gordon, like, do you drive stick? Well, I've already, I had already looked that one up, so... Oh, there's definitely a lot. Jim laid God. Bruce down and adjusted the youngest's legs on top of his own, managed to get him down to his knees, revealing defined muscles and sexy scars. Relieving Bruce a little, nothing compared to the scream of when his dick was hammered fast with pain. Commissioner Gordon, you do such a good job, Bruce called out, moaning sweetly in vulgarly, vulgarly, vulgarly. Experienced, incorruptible, always protecting Gotham, our city, an older man, marked fair. Those phrases made less and less sense. You, so you didn't write that one? I didn't write either of them. Oh, you didn't write either of them? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you had written the Alfred and... No, 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 no. no. Come on, man. I'm not going to take time to write that. I'm just I gonna don't take know. It's the sort of thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> I just like... I've never ever looked up anything like that. Okay, I have to I have to find a fanfic for this one for some reason. See, we didn't bring this up because we were trying to be family friendly, but oh boy, if you want fanfic and we just did a Sonic podcast, <laughs> <laughs> we failed being family friendly anyway. Yeah, penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too many people want to fuck Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they would have made a movie. <laughs> yeah. I did like your note though that um, Bruce and Rachel Porn would be really boring. Yeah. <laughs> Just like three minutes of missionary. <laughs> <laughs> and with guilt and shit. Yeah. Like layered in. <laughs> yeah. But hey. That's I why you got to choose Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> she wears the whip and the leather. Well, they get to that in the third movie, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> with uh, another crew member. Okay. Um, well, who do you actually want to talk about now that I'm finished reading gay fanfic? Um, <laughs> I mean, we kind of already covered Bruce. Well, here's the thing. I used, to, I like, I like Batman films, right? I enjoyed the Batman concept. I used to love Batman, but watching it this time, I'm like, I'm not actually on the supposed good guy side in this at all. Whose side are you on? I'm not sure. Like Lucius, maybe, <laughs> but like Rachel's whole thing is like, 
oh, these criminals shouldn't be going to therapy. They should be in jail. No! <laughs> My this stance of this film is pro the prison industrial complex. Like, well, when when the uh, the place to seek treatment is Arkham Asylum, there's, there's not too many choices there. Right, but like conceptually, she is in the wrong, like strongly in the wrong in this. And and this Arkham is a, even with Doctor Crane, it's a little more responsible. They're not putting yeah, it actually Mr. looks like a. An they're asylum. not putting Mister Freeze and Poison Ivy in the same cell deliberately to torment her. Yeah. <laughs> So that's a plus. Oh um, yeah, like that's a really bad take that this film has. <laughs> because yeah, like rehabilitation should be the goal of all justice systems. And hers is just like, no, he's a bad man, he should go to jail. <laughs> and then you got Bruce Wayne who like, hey, you know you could actually like address all of these inequalities which are causing these problems, but no, you wanna fucking get over your mummy and daddy issues by punching people. <laughs> what a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, who's the other hero you meant to identify with? Oh, the cops. <laughs> well, um, Ra's al Ghul, I, I, do, we, do we go with that at all? Come on, he was there for the end of the Roman Empire. Yeah, I don't know, like... <laughs> I mean... It, seems, it does feel like overkill that you have to just destroy Gotham. What's that going to achieve outside of Gotham? Well, he sacked Rome. <laughs> yeah, and then you had the Dark Ages. <laughs> <laughs> not in China. No. <laughs> well, not anywhere, really. That's kind of just like a bizarre... Yeah like fake historical concepts there's still plenty of trade and stuff exactly um <laughs> the uh dr crane is trying to rehabilitate maybe i don't know what he's trying to do yeah but then he's also doing his like weird little experiments yeah yeah he's got kind of a mengeli thing going on there yeah like i guess alfred is the only person who's kind of in the right because he's constantly <laughs> just like are you sure you're doing this for the right reasons bruce do you want to maybe tone it down a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah dr crane at least seems like legitimately unhinged yeah <laughs> Like, in a, in a real-ish way. I mean, it's still a yeah. movie, obviously, but... The best take I've heard on Batman is that he exists to protect his road gallery from the police. Because the police would just kill them. Ah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. But the, the Nolan movies, he never really had that fantastical comic book rogues gallery. Yeah. You just had Joker sort of represented the whole lot. I did... Well, Scarecrow works as Scarecrow. Yeah, I mean, you but see him more he's as pretty tame, right? Like, in this film, he gets beaten by a taser in the face. <laughs> I love, because, you know, Scarecrow's not a threatening in a fight. He's just the Scarecrow. So once you get over his gas... You know what I wanted to see? He's just a spindly little nerd. You know what I wanted to see in the fight scenes? What's that? I wanted the... Any of the action? <laughs> <laughs> that? Well, maybe this is why. I wanted, like, the biff, bang, pal, but it all would have been, like, black, brown, and sepia. <laughs> <laughs> biff, pop! It's just like subtle little subtitles, like in a French film. <laughs> <laughs> Bang, pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I wanted that like in dark tones. That could have been fun. The only one of the whole trilogy where you really see the fighting is the third one, I think. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, because the Joker doesn't really fight, does he? Yeah, no, I mean, he's he just always like tricks he, and stunts. Yeah, he fights poorly when he does, so. <laughs> yeah. But then the third one, you have like a couple of real good brawls with Bane. We got some nice sword play in this movie. No, but, but it's all like that close-up, modern action. Well, well, the thing that we said that people always accuse Transformers of having when it doesn't, yeah. this film does. Right. You can never see what's going on. <laughs> Which works great when you've got those scenes where it's the thugs don't know what's happening. Yeah. Well, but I, mean, I would have liked to just actually see some of the karate. I guess, I guess with the sword fighting, it's because they had to like talk while they are having the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, they probably weren't actually up to the task of doing a, well, yeah, um, that. Well, yeah, Nolan doesn't really care about titillating you with violence. The action is only ever there to serve the plot, which is good. Like, I'm not complaining about that. Mm. But if I want to see a bunch of karate, this isn't the film I'm going to go to. He's definitely heightened his chops as an action director since this. Yes, um, for sure. Yeah. Even now, over the course of this trilogy. Yes. 
Uh, because yeah, the Inception pieces, whoa, those are pretty yeah. mind blowing. And uh, Interstellar, we'll, we will get into or got into. Uh, Interstellar is on the way, and uh, well, it doesn't have action per se, but it has tenseness. Tense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the docking scene is one of my favorite scenes in anything. Yeah, um, I'm not docking like in your fanfics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I told the only fanfic I ever wrote was Ninja Turtles when I was twelve. Well, I mean, I've read bits of my you fanfic on your, this podcast. Yes, so. <laughs> yeah. and I, I've been fortunate enough not to find mine, but I found those. So. <laughs> I came very close to writing a fanfic, which really would have been embarrassing, but I never got around to doing it. How come my ex was making me read all the Twilights? So I was going to write a Twilight and X-Men crossover. <laughs> <laughs> what was I seeing uh, this morning? Was the thing was uh, showing the perfect ending of Frozen had uh, Elsa's parents walking her in with the back of Xavier's head. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, well, from what your friend was saying, that's basically what Frozen 2 is, right? She reached the rest of the X-Men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do I have a team at the end? I don't know. I, I still haven't watched Frozen 2. I, neither have I. Yeah. I've brought it up on other episodes in Nolan Month, and there are other films where we should go into it more. But each time it comes up, we should reference it. Like, I worry for any women in Christopher Nolan's life. Because <laughs> they all just get killed off. Yeah, yeah, Rachel Dawes seems to come off okay in this, but then but you, we know, you have a sequel, yes. But, like, like, what motivates Batman? Oh, his dead mother. And then later, dead girlfriend. <laughs> what motivates the character in Inception? His dead wife. <laughs> what motivates the character in Stella? His dead wife. What motivates the characters in um, Prestige? They're multiple dead wives. Memento, <laughs> <laughs> dead wife. Yeah. <laughs> he just loves killing wives. And then you get to Dunkirk, you just don't even see a woman. <laughs> I think there's a nurse somewhere in there. Yeah, I know, but it, it, it's such a small amount that it becomes like real obvious tokenism. <laughs> As the woman. <laughs> screaming woman number one. And there's not even a screaming woman two through four. And she didn't get yeah. to scream either. They cut the scream out. <laughs> the design of this movie is pretty pretty groundbreaking. A little too brown, which they fix later on. But Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those trilogies where each in my head each film has a color. This one's brown. It's like brown, blue. blue. Gray? And then, yeah, like black and white for... Yeah. Which is deliberate. They even do that in like the posters and titles and stuff. That's quite deliberate, I think. Mm. Yeah, but this is definitely the brown one. Yeah. Um, Termi the Terminator trilogy as well. What's that? Terminator trilogy has oh, that for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's a blue, red. Well, th three is red. Purple. Two is blue. Actually, what? I don't know what the. F I think the first two are both blue. Sorry, what movie is the third Terminator? Oh yeah, you're right. It's uh, not Terminator Three. It's <laughs> Dark Fate. Okay, just checking. Which I guess is like brown. <laughs> anyway, Matrix. Green? Green, blue, brown. No, blue, green, brown. I think of it all as green, but maybe that's because of the packaging. No, the first one has way more blue. Yeah. Second one has a load, like, second one really overdoes the green. Okay. And the third one has all the Zion stuff, which is brown. This movie's quite brown. This movie's very brown. Uh, and, and Apart from its actors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're Commissioner Loeb, I guess. Hmm? You're Commissioner Loeb. And, um, Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, for Nolan films, this one's pretty good for it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, a lot of the, the sort of 
military industrial complex thing coming. This is the time when America, now it's obviously a major problem. This is the time when American police um, units were starting to receive military surplus. Right. And this film is what starts to show the superhero genre mirroring that. Yeah. Because this is the one where the Batmobile is explicitly a tank. Yes. Up till then, it's just it's basically been a sports car, right? Mm -hmm. And this one, it's a tank. And the whole talk about, you know, right now, like, we get all max, they get all max. Although yeah. now it seems the end result is now we, we militarize the police and no one else gets anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which, well, it's to, to the point that it's now, like, gun ownership is becoming a leftist standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we can't have just the police having guns. <laughs> oh, Yeah, your country's real messed up, man. Right. Good call on the not going back there for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, I have. Uh, the, the, like, that's the one thing that we've legit got of America is just that no one has any guns in the UK. Yeah, I mean Japan doesn't. Well, actually, you, you can go to the town office and rent a gun to shoot crows. And I think you can get one a lot easier here than you can in the UK. We can rent just one. trust people not to be dicks with them. Yeah, I have police here don't carry guns. I don't mm. in the UK either, right? Nope. Yeah. Yeah, you just have a gun team. Just called in if you need it. I've seen a couple more guns on cops in Japan the past few years. But I've seen them in, like, Osaka and Tokyo. Yeah, that's way behind the militarization of the States, though. Yes. I mean, Bat... You know, Batman in this movie is almost like the modern riot squad guy. Yeah, he <laughs> very much so. I mean, is that art imitating life or life imitating art? Gold black, the Teflon yeah. armor, I mean... Covering your identity so you can't get accused of the stuff you're doing. And they all think they're <laughs> Batman. Oh! What are you doing, Mr. Capilla? Is he dead? He just jumped off the roof! <laughs> He climbed no, on the way up. Our other one's up here. Oh. That was just flopped down. Did he just die? What the fuck? Okay, we just watched a large caterpillar commit suicide. Oh, he's okay. Oh, he's wiggling. Okay, I'm actually glad. What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> he's like, nah, don't like it up here. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he's moving, so. Is this like bat caterpillar? Good for him. I don't know how he's doing. Okay, anyway, that, that's the caterpillar report. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he seems to be... He looks a little dazed and confused. As the, the, the other one did the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Where were we? Um, military. Every all, all police are Batman, but but not. But Apart from the morality. Except for the morality part. <laughs> so, I saw this point recently, and it's because I love superhero stuff, but all superhero stuff can only exist by pretending there is a lot more crime than there actually is. That's how the news exists, too. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> Spider-Man swinging around New York, he might bump into a crime once a month. <laughs> but in, like, the comics, it's like he solves five crimes a night, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I, what I do like about the films, the Nolan films, is they lean into Batman is... It's a targeted war on organized crime. It's not about a rich guy swinging around beating up poor people <laughs> who've had to turn to crime, right? He is kind of trying to go for a systemic issue. Yeah, he has a, he has a goal in mind. Uh, Dark Knight, of course, gets that. Well, it shows that he can only do so much in that role. Yes. But yeah, yeah. Uh, this trilogy works because it's, this one is origin. Rises is like an ending to his story. And then the Dark Knight is just, here is a slice of what it's like to try and fight the mob as a Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then and, and showing that the Batman in the end is not enough. Other people do need to take charge, right? Yeah, yeah well, like the, the lore is what people... Society needs to do something. The whole thing is, until he becomes crazed Two-Face, Harvey Dent is actually supposed to be the point man on this, not Batman. Yeah. Solving it in the courts. Right. And, like, not with violence, not with police <laughs> violence, which is also not the solution. <laughs> and the movies point that out more or less, yeah, in the end. 
Yeah. So, but they did. But then, of... when you get to Rises, and there's the whole thing where like you're in to cheer for all of the cops going to shut down Occupy, like. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the fact that Bane was lying the whole time, he's kind of in the right in that film. Well, yeah, he's right till he's wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was right until you turn out he was bullshitting because he just wanted to bully Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main point of Bane, anyway. Yeah. Is that why once he went to get prison in the comics? There's this rich guy, I want to bring him down, more or less. I, did, I thought he just he saw Batman, he was young, and it developed a thing. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ben, we're not talking about Just Rises yet. This one is interesting. It's one of the few superhero movies that really doesn't just try and knock you over the head with the supervillains. No. We alluded to a bit already. I mean, Scarecrow's not quite A-list in, in the Batman world. I think between this film and the first uh, the Arkham Asylum game he's become a bit bigger now. Mm. Well, because of the same with Ra's al Ghul, right? Yeah. Um, he's now... Ra's has always been big in the comics. He just never really broke out of the comics. Yeah, I guess that's it. Because he's always been like, him and Bane are the two who can challenge Batman both mentally and physically. Right. Which is the best Batman villain. But it's never broke out into the games or the. Yeah. Um, well, because he's just a dude with a beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got, he's got his Bane mask on later in this movie. Yeah, it is. It, it's quite a Bane mask, yeah. And the masking definitely stood out. Oh, there's another. That, another one's just jumped down on you. What the hell is happening? Is this like Caterpillar Suicide Hour? I can't even see where they're coming from. <laughs> Wait, is that is the whole reason it's climbing up this thing because it's going to jump off? <laughs> is this is it like lemmings? I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> There's just caterpillars falling all around, like giant ones. Real big fluffy caterpillars are just falling from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be a rogue gallery villain at work? Is caterpillar man about to attack us? <laughs> I hope he just turns up in like one of the big diggers. So, yeah, so I'm just saying, like, the, the quality of villain in this movie is just a step up from Caterpillar Man. I mean, again, I've already said, like, I think Scarecrow's actually done quite well in this movie, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess he's done, like, Robin is in the third one. Right. Where he's never... You never quite get Robin, but... Well, you get more Scarecrow because he throws his mask he on. He does put his mask on a bit. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> well, was... the, these films, again, especially in The Dark Knight, they're more about Batman versus just organized crime than like a supervillain thing of course it has the Joker mm. but the whole point of the Joker in that film is that he's just like this wrench yeah. in the whole system H having actually watched Inception first uh, two Cillian Murphy's so much better here Cillian Murphy's great he's here. good in this I mean I, I I was trying to give him some props and stuff it's okay but yeah he didn't really have that much you here he's, he's uh, chewing a little more scenery it's great well because he was just trying to play like a pretty normal guy in Inception right whereas here he's just like you could just go crazy yeah. <laughs> I think Cillian Murphy is quite well regarded as an actor these days. He, he had that TV show and stuff. He is, but I think at this point in time... There, he was a nobody, right? No, no, no. This is where he'd done 28 Days Later, then oh, he did this. I, and I always forget he was in 28 Days Later. I think Inception was maybe his misstep, where he could have stepped into a more A-list role. Right. And but yeah, I guess it was ended up being Joseph Gordon-Levitt that happened to. Yeah. I wonder if that's what he was expecting from Inception. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first one I jumped seems fine. And the other one's climbing again. Yeah. Madness. No? It's a, 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 what's the line? Why do we why do we fall down? So we can learn to pick ourselves up? Yeah. <laughs> we learn from the caterpillars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mandate tides through the dynasty song. 
John King's got cream that takes the cake. Mesmerizing with the spinning dice between the gorgeous left dry by legs. Landforms set under a celestial net, spaced so wide above that inner sea. We the people embody whole oceans, placed in drops of immortality bet. So we talked about the visual design in this. What did that sound like? I just sneezed up bits of ramen. <laughs> the, the, the sneeze was meant to signify to we you about sound design. <laughs> that was his cunning way of doing it while coughing ramen or sneezing ramen into his hand. Um, the Batmobile made a Transformers sound. Did it? When it does power size, it does like a. Well, I played for you the REM song from the yeah. mid '90s that has a Transformer sound, so it was a thing. Yeah, yeah. It was they just properly it. wedded to the Transformers, and you know it's the same people doing the sound design for a lot of stuff, anyway. Probably, so, yeah. Yeah, it's a good sound. Yep, we like that sound. And then, of course, you've got Hans Zimmer's score. Mm. This is when this is the film that made Hans Zimmer huge, right? He had done many, 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 many films I before know. this. And he was well-respected. Mm. But, yeah, this did kind of maybe put him a cut above. Just like, bum, 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 bum. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's not like hummable superhero music, but it is like, oh, Batman's here, he's going to do Batman stuff music. <laughs> you know, it pumps you. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, for with The Dark Knight, they brought in James... What's his name? Newton Howe? Sorry, I can't remember. The, I'll James know Howard it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because he did half the score for uh, Dark Knight. Oh. He did all the Harvey themes. He's the Metal Gear Solid theme tune guy. Is he? Okay. And that makes a lot of sense, because yeah. the Harvey theme is in this. It begins, mm. but it's used very subtly. And then by Dark Knight, it's like this huge orchestral sweeping thing for like his tragedy. Yeah, sorry, I'm kind of skipping ahead of movie there, but uh, the whole it's idea It's hard to was... talk about this film without talking about the trilogy, right? Yeah. For one, just, um, there yeah. goes another. What? I really don't understand. <laughs> These caterpillars are climbing to the roof and jumping off. I want you to understand, listeners, this is really happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, so The Dark Knight was supposed to have kind of like two musical moods, so they got two composers. Okay. Also, there's just a lot of work to do in that movie because mm. it's real long. Uh, th this and it has a bit of the Star Wars thing of there's always music. Yeah, this is a little more sparing one composer's fine it's mm. one very good composer who does a very good job um other sound design I mean I don't, I, honestly I, you know I'm a musician but I don't know what to say other than hey yeah I like it <laughs> yeah I just I just thought it was worth mentioning because it is very influential yes to the point that even like later Batman stuff it, there's, it's now more likely to try and replicate this sound than the old like it's, score stuff it's a gritty reboot theme right yeah, well, it's just the, like, the exciting song, exciting action music, rather than... I'm taking the caterpillar picture. Uh, I figured. Yeah. We, okay. we, we, we need to. <laughs> I thought you were going to finish your sentence, too, by the way. But I'm wondering if I should just film this one just in case it's about to do the jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, you were having a thought while I was taking a picture. Yeah, but I couldn't think of the words, and you got me out of having to say it, so I don't know why you brought me back in. <laughs> oh, <very good>. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, four on sound. Oh, man, man. I think they added, like, some digital stuff to the later ones, too. Like, in this I one, I, so. that is Bale just, like, being gruff-voiced in this yeah. one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where are they? I mean... Don't play games with me, Joker. 
Mm. I always um, it was know. a fun voice to do for a few years there. <laughs> we teach English. Well, right? each of these three films brought in a new fun voice to be a dick with. <laughs> yeah, we teach English, right? So we have the goodbye song, right? Yeah. I never use the CD. I very rarely do. But on the CD, the second half has an echoing goodbye, goodbye. Yeah. So I always make the last one a Bale Batman. No. Goodbye. Kids love that. <laughs> Whenever I have to read out like some listening materials, if there's two male voices, I do one in my usual "Hello, how are you, Ken?" <laughs> I'm fine, Taro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just go with sort of a Jim Morrison for one of them. Yep. So, what have you? What are your plans for this weekend, Taro? <laughs> I'm never quite sure if I'm going Batman or if I'm just going Solid Snake. <laughs> yeah, I think either's fine if you're doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what the second is? Are we the Joker is the one from the second? Yeah, everyone. Everyone was doing the Joker impression really? for a little while there. Really? Why? I feel like so serious. I, get, I don't know. I, uh, of course. Maybe it's just because you weren't. Like, I was 17 turning 18 when that film came out. Uh, okay. So I was hanging around with a bunch of college kids who thought they were cool when they did a Joker impression. I'm right? just, so. uh, just saying, I, I fully had my way with um, yeah. Batman voices and Bane voices. Well, I usually the Bane up to you, but. <laughs> um, I don't want to do one. <laughs> no, no, I'll I was, I, I was just, just saying it, basically. We're yeah. saving that for the third one, of course. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I never, it never occurred to me I wanted to do a Joker impression. It, was, it, it, it wasn't so much of a, it's a fun voice everyone can do. It was a, it's an impression everyone thinks they can do. Oh, I guess I never so you have all I these guys who thought, they, like, it was like Agent Smith, right? People did the whole speech because they thought they could do a Joker voice. <laughs> it's like, okay, buddy, well done. Yeah, you know. Why so serious? Well, that, that's right why, like, the Joker edgelord stuff began. And then that's why you got the Joker movie and the Jared Leto Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I mentioned to you that I, I watched like half of the Joker and then just went and watched Taxi Driver instead. I've got it. Oh, you gave me a copy. I still have, don't have much did interest you, in watching it. Did I give you Taxi Driver? No, that's on Netflix. You should watch it's that on my instead. List. Yeah. Watch, watch Taxi Driver instead. I should watch it first just so that when I do watch the Joker, I can really rip into it. <laughs> yeah, or maybe you should go the other way, but whatever. Um... I think we're bringing the ship in, so there's no reason to say nothing. Everything about this pretty much holds up except it's too brown. And it's politics. And it's politics. It's, it's a very pro-law and order, pro-police, pro-prison movie. Pro-violent, militaristic. Yeah, but that thought does that's get... That's Batman. <laughs> yeah, that thought does get deepened with the sequels Great. Yeah. And you need to make your thesis before you can make your yeah, anti- antith- antithesis right and then you have your well see because Dark Knight kind of does try and go against all of that right mm-hmm. but then Dark Knight Rises is so pro-police like offensively so at least they go with actual boys in blue and not like dudes in riot gear because yeah. this one would definitely well, yeah, push the well, dudes also, in riot gear the dudes in riot gear is how the bad guys sneak into the police so what's behind me behind you oh you look like you've seen something Oh, no, no, I was just, okay. I was just having a caterpillar check. No, I thought one was, like, cleaning up me to jump off. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> well, see, our, our original one, who was real close, he's still on this same pillar. <clears throat> so maybe he's not going to jump. Is, is it like a Dark Knight Rises thing? They've got to try and jump across, and that's how they can <laughs> prove that they can be Bane or whatever? <laughs> a caterpillar Bane? <laughs> maybe. But, yeah, there's some superheroics going on around here in the Animal Kingdom. Yep. Although they seem kind of dumb, but I guess superheroes seem kind of dumb when you think about but it. They're all doing the superhero landing, like Deadpool said. <laughs> <laughs> Looks cool, but bad for your knees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 
I mean, this film is hugely influential. It put Nolan on the map in a yeah. big way. And see, I like these three Batman films. I think any of his, the films he did after are better. Mm. I would put Inception above any of the Batmans. I'd put Prestige far above any of the Batmans. Interstellar. Uh, Dunkirk is a different beast, right? Yeah. I almost don't even count that as like a piece of entertainment. It's like something they made for you to watch at school. <laughs> no, my, my other thought with you talking about the, the cops is this is very much at the start of when that started happening to the cops. So there's right. still Boys in Blue. So Nolan had the Boys in Blue in his mind, right? He... Right. But the, 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 the police system has always been bad. Yeah. It's just people are suddenly talking about it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know, like early 90s L.A. riots, Rodney King. I mean, that basically had your riot gear. That was like the first, that was mm. the, like the um, first appearance. of. But your... also, I suppose it does make a point in this film that most of this police force is corrupt. Yeah. It's just Gordon who's good. And <laughs> Gordon never does any of that stuff. Right. See, I, I, don't, I don't think this film is like abominable in its politics. It's just, it's an awkward watch at this exact point in time. Yeah, it's just, it, the politics have changed so much since this movie was made. I'm like, yeah. how much can we pin down to the film? Right, right, how right. much to... But we're asking how well it's aged, right? And it does just come from a... Like, really the only superhero stuff that is going to feel... That's going to come out of this unscathed is the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> because they all spent all their time fighting the police on the government. Yeah. I guess that's why they can make, like, a few crap movies to go along with the good ones. Yeah. And <laughs> get away with that. Right. Because, <laughs> like, Sp I love Spider-Man, but he does just go around tying up poor people for the police. But he's still <laughs> held accountable by Jameson, yeah, yeah, the real yeah. Well, hero. Well, that's why I actually like Jameson, <laughs> as a concept. Yeah. And because Spider-Man is a poor kid, whereas Batman is a billionaire who could be doing much better things. Well, exactly. His <laughs> superpower is money, and he's yeah. using it to... Yeah, punch people and buy, what, 10,000 masks in this case? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about pissing your money away. <laughs> yep. But it is a superpower, so we have to live with that. Yeah. And it, he's not spending real money, it's just a movie. Although they did, yeah, yeah. They did spend a fair amount right, of money. Right, but if we're going to start saying it's just a movie, then why are we doing this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to justify <laughs> buying 10,000 masks for one dude. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what they were trying to do earlier this year, buy 10,000 masks for one dude. Yeah. yeah, and then refused to wear them on camera anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but you you know this movie. You, yeah. you, maybe you listen to this without even you know watching it again. In which case, you, the, the caterpillar stuff is really throwing you off. But whatever, watch yeah, it again. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those times I kind of wish we were a video podcast because it sounds insane, but it happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said that the caterpillar looked like which Pokemon? Caterpie. Did you talk about Caterpie? Yeah, yeah, it was like episode four. Okay. So yeah, you can check out my Pokemon podcast. Find that on Twitter at LukeLovesPKMN. Uh, if you want to listen to the music you heard during this podcast, you can find Matt's music at rovingsagemedia.bandcamp.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, then please get in touch with us. You can find us on Twitter at MLSFSPod. We're also on Facebook, search Matt Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary. If you like Nolan movies, then welcome to Nolan Month. You're going to have some more Nolan movies, some of them with fun guests. In fact, all of the other ones with fun guests, maybe. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, this has been Matt. This has been Luke. Get out of our sci-fi station!